Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 7th Man Podcast. I'm Will Beverina. I run Dimer2k.com and write about the NBA 2K League. And I am Josiah Cohen, and I write for Dimer2k.com, as well as TSN, also generally about the NBA 2K League, but also a little bit of Overwatch thrown in there for TSN. We're back for episode 14. You can check out all of our previous episodes on our YouTube channel. Just uh, search for the 7th Man Podcast. And uh, we have about half of our episodes at this point on both iTunes and Podbean. As always, want to thank everyone who has listened to any of our episodes so far. Support is always appreciated. Now, it's been a while since we've done this, Josiah. Uh, about a couple months, maybe, since our last podcast. I'm rusty. I'm definitely rusty. Yeah, so we're, we're going to have to really... We're, we're jumping back into the deep end here. But usually we come on here and we discuss the most recent happenings in the league. And there's surely been a lot of happening, a lot happening this offseason. But we're actually going to switch it up today. So Josiah and I have each come up with three questions and or hypotheticals. And we're each going to answer them. Um, now, we both know all the questions so that we had time to think about our answers, but we we don't know each other's answers. So I'm very excited to hear what Josiah has to say. Me too. I'm also excited to hear what I have to say because I did not. I had some awesome Madden victories last night, some really crazy wins, um, but it left me with little time to think about these questions. But still, still confident that uh, can offer up something good to complement whatever Will's going to say. Wow, no work ethic whatsoever um yeah it's true it's true (laughs) josiah uh will you do the honors of asking the first question i will i will ask the first question am i asking yeah i'm asking one of my questions um okay so i i I miss trying to be a tactician and looking at sort of the sets and plays that teams run so my first question is going to relate to that what sort of offense do you think will work in the NBA 2K League next season? So I think the obvious answer is that pick and roll is going to dominate. Um, I'm going to come out and say it right now. The five out is dead for season dead. two. It's, it's E-E-D dead. It's done. You may, you know, you may see some teams run a couple plays out of a five-out set. You may see some teams try it for a game or two. But no team in Season 2 is actually going to come out every game and try to base their offensive identity around the five-out. It's done. Um, just looking at these small forward archetypes, um, you can see that the league saw, I, th- I think what happened is they saw what was going on with the shot-creating slasher, and they saw that from a fan perspective, the five-out isn't the most exciting thing to watch. So I think what they did is they made sure that at the small forward position, there would be no powerhouse offensive archetypes at small forward. And you can see it here. Every single build at the small forward position, has defending in it. Now, if you were to try a five out, um, maybe that two-way shot creator or the two-way point forward would be what you would try. Those would just be my guesses. But it's going to be incredibly hard, 
I think, to try and run a five out in season two. So what do you do? I think the pick and roll, which has been dominating the pro-am meta, is going to be the offense that we're going to see. And, you know, teams may mix some things in here and there. But I also think the the guards are going to be a lot more important in season two than in season one. And guards were already pretty dang important in season one. But with the way that the retail version of 2K19 has been, your centers aren't the mashers that they were in 2K18. There's no more just forcing it into a dead zone and your center just pump fakes a couple times and then gets a standing dunk animation on two players. There's no more of that. So it's mostly been your centers. They need to be able to set the pick and roll. They need to be able to run the pick and roll, defend it, and they need to be able to rebound. Um, Now, they may change some things in the league build compared to the retail version of 2K19, obviously, but I think the guards are... You're going to run your offense around your guards, try to get them as many open looks as possible. Josiah. Uh, that's uh, quite the solilo- soliloquy to follow up. Um, but one one thing that I thought about while while you were making some, some good points there was the Raptors offense from their really, really hot stretch um, late in Season 1, where I think they were unparalleled in terms of the balance that they had. You know, on the one hand, they had Kenny running the shock rating slasher, uh, but they were also able to balance that out with T.S. Josh um, doing a little secondary ball handling. Um, and they really struck a good balance you know, until they kind of slowed down at the end and by the time the playoffs hit. Um, but you know, I think point card is going to be more important in the league than it is in Pro-Am currently. Um, but I think the shooting guard will be far more important in the league than it was last season. A lot of teams might have some great secondary ball handlers, um, you know, guys who weren't really so efficient at point guard, but now are all of a sudden going to be able to really contribute and help a team balance out its offense. Um, yeah, I definitely think pick and roll is probably going to be the primary thing, um, but certainly will avoid the ugly paint mashing and and five out, but. Don't sleep up. Don't sleep on plays. Don't ever sleep on plays. You imagine a full a full season for Pacers gaming where they have guys, you know, where they want them, where they don't have to worry about changing their identity and integrity. Those plays are going to be nasty with a full season and a full off season and a full, you know, lead up to the season preseason. I guess uh, period of work. Those don't sleep on plays. Never sleep on plays. Yeah, I think season two is going to open up a lot more. You're- I think teams are going to have to be more creative and run more plays than they had to do in season one. So uh, I think it's going to be exciting. Um, My question, Josiah, is since we're talking about um, offense, why don't we talk about defense a bit? Will we see the double lock meta from Pro-Am in the league build? Uh, I don't think it will be as prevalent um, because... You know, as I said, balance is superior to basically anything on offense. That's going to be hard, very, very hard to find with um, a double lock 
meta as it were and you know any if you like paint mashing is not possible you're not going to have two guys uh bang down low and be able to score consistently in that way um but at the same time you know can't forget about shooting that's still very important um basically every game every single game essentially almost i think it may have been every game um but everyone everyone was using a pure sharp um last season and there's a reason for that you know you need shooting you need people to space the floor in the pick and roll in a five out with plays you need someone to space the floor um so i think the importance of shooting will be will be sufficient enough to preclude any any real use of uh, a double lock yeah i so the double lock is possible because there are lockdown defender archetypes at both small forward and shooting guard but i agree with you in that it, the reason that double locks are run in pro am is because they have that silver corner specialist badge which means they can shoot from corner threes and you you won't be losing as much offense in pro-am as you would be losing in the league build so i agree with you in that i think teams are just going to run that lockdown defender at small forward and you're going to see you know the pure sharp or maybe even the sharp shooting shot creator which would open up a little bit more you know you're a fan of guys like um seam from the Mavs in season one, who were able to not just be a cone in the corner, but were able to move around the floor and keep their defender guessing. So maybe we'll see that sharp, sharp shooting shot creator. But yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine a team running out with two lockdowns, especially with how much harder shooting is on the league build and yeah. giving up that much offense. I really want to jump in there too. Yeah, really support what you said. Um, you know, my enthymemetic speech left out the point that, yes, you're not going to have the same level of badges in the league that you have in Pro-Am, right? Last year, they basically knocked everything down a peg or two. Right. Um, and there's no reason to expect that necessarily changes. Um, and, right, guys who can put the ball on the floor from the shooting guard are so important, and that's why the Pacers kept Swizzik. Swizzik was, if not the best among the top three, uh, shooting guards last season because not only does he shoot extremely well and efficiently, but he's able to put the ball on the floor. He's a smart player who makes good decisions, and that's just going to be furthered in you know season two by the players that the Pacers have around him and by what team what will work for them. Yeah, so I, I think we're in agreement on that one. Then uh, just hard to imagine two locks being a meta. You know, defenses. A lot better in 2K19 for sure than it was in 2K18, but even then there's diminishing returns for sure with the second lock. Um, what what What's your next question, Josiah? Um, next question, I suppose. How, how much should we read into Pro-Am performance, right? There, we have this phenomenal dichotomy between Pro-Am and League. How much should we read into the former? So I, I think you can read a little bit into the numbers when you're talking about the top competitive pro-am players against other top competitive pro-am players. Sure, you can read into the numbers a bit, but I think mostly what you're looking at in pro-am is you're trying to discern a skill set 
that a player has. You can see that you know a center um, is able to set good screens and he knows how to position for rebounds and he knows how to defend the pick and roll, things like that, which I think teams will be more concerned with when watching Pro-Am. Um, and also you want to look at things like how is a player communicating um, are they getting down on their team, yelling at their team? Uh, how do they react to a loss? How do they react to a win? Things like that. So I guess to answer your question, I wouldn't be looking at how many points a player is scoring in Pro-Am. I mean, it's it's nice if a player is going off for 30 in a night against another top player in Pro-Am, but with how the league build is so different, from Pro-Am, it's almost like playing two different games. And we saw some guys who were Pro-Am superstars but didn't quite live up to that in the league build in Season 1. And we saw guys who performed who weren't big Pro-Am names, but they performed in the Combine and they performed in the league. So I think that trend is going to stay. Um, I think you just, you just look at a player's skill sets, you look at their communication, their attitude, things like that, and uh, you go from there and judge their actual in-game performance and stick stick skills mostly in the combine. We, we need to stop agreeing with each other <laughs> on these sort of things. Um, but I agree. Um, you, you, I, I'm... I suppose my own particular background, um, as it pertains to this, is you know makes things a bit different. Different since I really my point of ingress was really um, the league, so I am not really inclined to read too much into prom. I appreciate that the league has you know very good metrics behind their decision making process, um, and that's important. Um, and I think that you know you got to perform in the league because the league is what matters. That's what matters in terms of gameplay. That's what matters in terms of real-world economics. And I'm not going to read too much into, you know, people playing, you know, in their rooms on their consoles at whatever hour suits them. Um, you know, I might be a a good, you know, pickup basketball player, but that doesn't mean much uh, against professional or or semi-professional players. Um, that's that's not to say that the gap between pro am and the league is as great, obviously, as the gap between pickup basketball players and professional basketball players. Um, but I think the metaphor on the whole applies. Um, the the league is what counts. I, I I just keep reiterating that because that that's what really stands out to me as the important difference between pro am and the league. Now, this I, I guess this isn't all to say that pro am isn't important at all. Uh, it, it's it's good to play as many good players as you can so that you can become better yourself. Um, but the league is what matters in the end. Um, but Pro-Am can help you get better in the league. So it's not completely useless. Uh, Josiah, outside of stick skill, what is one attribute you'd want all six of your players to have in the league? All right, now is my time to be a cynical, cranky uh, commentator oh. or pundit. Don't be an idiot. Ooh. Don't be an idiot. This this is not a targeted remark at anyone in at any individual. 
uh, at any subset of individuals at at you know the Twitter community as a whole. This is not this is not a comment at anyone. Um, you know, to use specific examples to start off with, um, my personal preference, which is not to say that. Um, Right. It's not to say that you can't win you know, with this, right? Because you certainly can. Um, but to me, I, you know, I want to look back if I'm if I'm considering drafting a player, I want to look back at their Twitter history and I want to see them never trolling someone. You know, don't maybe friends, friends is different. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to tell online. Um, but don't be purposely incredibly annoying and don't you know there there's there's a sense of authenticity that I would like my players to have um if I were drafting there's a sense of authenticity and commitment and a level of seriousness that I want to see uh, out of my players and again it's tough to say it's tough to see that so much online um but this is a an ideal an idealistic question, so I'll give an idealistic answer. Okay, I can you expand on that? What you mean by authenticity? Because I'm interested in that. Right, and, and this applies um, for me in in real life as well. Um, I want to see one, you know, who's not, you know, if if the game seems out of hand, if a pro am game seems out of hand um, by the third quarter. You know, I want someone who's still going to play, if not because they think they can win, but nece- but perhaps one of their teammates is still, you know, like okay, we can we can win this, and someone who's going to take that serious. Obviously, I want that person to still think, oh, we have a chance to come back. Um, but you know, don't just mess around and don't start don't start, you know, doing something. Don't go into automatic, um, and you know, present yourself in a way that shows that you're serious about the league and that you understand the ramifications of your actions and that things have consequences and that you your actions don't just affect yourself but what you do has an impact on other people and if you take into mind how your actions affect other people then you start thinking about that you start looking you start thinking about the long game and you do things for a positive impact and that's what i'm looking for a weighty answer from mr josiah cohen uh important for sure though if i'm looking for something though what the one thing i'm looking for is composure can you perform on the stage in the lights you mentioned earlier in in the last question about you're not as interested it doesn't matter to you as much if a guy can perform, you know, in the comfort of their own home at 1 a.m. in the morning uh, playing pro-am. I'm the same way. I'm interested to see, can you perform sitting in that chair with the other team yelling at you in your face, talking trash? And we've seen some people come out and say that they know some players could not handle that pressure in season one. And that's something you can easily tell from body language, you can look someone in the eye and tell that they are not comfortable in their current situation. So I am looking for the most composed players in the league. Now that's pretty hard to do to 
assemble a team where all six players have that kind of composure. And that's something that you can only gather from someone who has been in the league for at least one season. So it's not easy to do by any means. But if I could assemble a team where everyone had the composure to go out there every single week and perform while the lights are on them and thousands of people are watching them on Twitch and they know that if they mess up, thousands of people are going to be flaming them in the Twitch chat and on Twitter, then that those are the kinds of guys I want on my team. Did, did you see that? Um, was it a Blazer 5 video particularly, I think, um, with you know some of the best sound bites from Mama and Walnut up on the stage? I did not. That's some creative stuff. Oh, you got to find that. You got to find that. Um, very, very good video. Great content by then. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. Uh, as per the usual, I suppose. Uh, but, you know, definitely important to be able to be up there. You know, sometimes it's because once, once you have in mind that, you know, this is important, then if you have Mel East, you know, across you or the entire heat check gaming team screaming at you for a, a missed shot or a turnover. How do you, uh, how do you react to that? Definitely important. Uh, what is your final question, Josiah? My final question. Um, so this, this is again, a little, a little bit bigger picture. What can franchises do to optimally allocate their, the resources that they put into 2k? So, I think the best thing you can do is have multiple people who specialize in different things. And what I mean by that is I want a guy who can handle the esports side of things. Um, and I want a person who can handle the 2K side of things. And some teams do this differently. Some teams have a person do all those things. And some teams have, that, have those responsibilities divvied out. Uh, among a certain people um but if i can't get like say a cody parent who seems to be i I don't know what behind the scenes things are going on in pacers gaming but he seems to be doing a lot of those things um adam rubin with the pistons seems to be pretty involved on both the 2k side of things and the sports side of things uh anthony morocco for the Cavs. i would prefer to have you know, like I said, the esports person and the 2K person. Um, let those people just focus on what they do best. Um, I, I don't want my 2K guy to be distracted by, you know, having to find sponsorships and things like that. I want them to be focused on only coaching the players, only, you know, running the practice schedules, things like that. Yeah, I think you're going to see more of that in season two. Some teams already are at that point. Some teams not uh, as much so. But I think I think we will um, get there. Um, for me, I think you know even stepping back, don't forget about putting resources into 2K because it is I think a sufficiently proportional endeavor as to warrant further resources um, because if you put in money, you will get improved return. Um, if you don't have much of a budget for 2K operations, um, then you're not going to have as many people watching um, gameplay. 
you're not going to have as many people scouting. You're not going to have as many people, you know, pursuing corporate partnerships. Um, so it's important to actually put resources in because I think in in the at at the end of the day, and as as does the NBA, that this is ultimately a lucrative endeavor. Um, and so the more resources you can put in now, and the better framework and structure and foundation you can develop for your organization, um, the better off you'll be. Um, in terms of what actually, in terms of actual allocation, um, I think there are a couple points especially worth worth putting resources into. Um, content, very important uh, because you build your team brand that way. You know, um, way back in the day, I wrote, I I theorized. Jerry West mandering, um, a, a take on gerrymandering, basically how how do you divvy up fan bases for the NBA 2K League? And that's still very much an ongoing competition. And the better content you can put out, um, potentially the more giveaways you can do, the better off you'll be in that regard. Um, as well, you have to back that up with scouting. You know, People are still going to back winners. Um, and how do you build a winner? You have to scout and figure out who the best players are and how to best use them. So those are two areas of organizational output that are very important. Um, and the allocation thereof is in personnel. And so I agree with you in that it's good to have a you know diverse group of people doing particular things. Um, Adam Smith, I think, agrees with you as well, which is always always a good confirmation to have. Um, but, you know, for example, a team like the Cavs, picking a random team, um, you know, they have great people working on their corporate side of things. Um, you know, Helena, for example, Anthony is very involved with that as well. Anthony was also involved with 2K, you know, but his job sort of as lead esports per- person and, you know, executive synthesizing various um, options and making a lot of decisions that will be easier, and his job will you know take on more of a real synthesization synthesis. I don't know. No. Um, it's it's too early. Um, right, his his role will become more of what it's expected to be if he has right the different people um, under him who can do their specific jobs. Uh, thus making his job easier. So, you know, do they do they try and go out and hire a coach? Not not impossible. Far from impossible, I would say. Um, and that this way, you it's about the personnel that you have to have good personnel. Obviously, that's a that's a an easy axiom to to have. But the more various personnel you can have, as you're saying, uh, but even beyond that, even someone to do just straight out analytics, someone to just sit there and watch. You know, pro am and offer scouting analysis to the head coach, someone to be head coach and you know manage the team and come up with plays and set practice times. The more the more personnel to whom you can allocate resources, I think the better. Yeah. Also, towards that end of having multiple people, uh, I think when you have esports people who are behind the scenes, they can also gain some two K knowledge. And I think it's better when you have multiple people who can give their input on certain players and certain decisions and lineups and things like that. We see it in the NBA all the time where the hybrid head coach slash 
president of basketball operations never works out because you need multiple people who see things from different perspectives and are able to give that input, which I think leads to better results. My final question, Josiah, if you were running a team and wanted to hire a head coach, what is the one question you would ask every head coach candidate in an interview? I would certainly grill um, all my head, head coaching candidates. I would, you know, make sure that they do everything about the league. Um, I would make sure, you know, to see you know, how much expertise they had in basketball and 2K. Uh, but the one, the one question I would ask, which sort of uh, mirrors the single attribute you'd want in your players, you know, when the going gets tough, um, when the going gets tough, when a certain a certain thing um, hits the fan, as it were, um, because it yes. will. I, I don't think there's any team that can claim to have gone through the season without a single crisis, however big or small. You know, when the going gets tough, if you lose a couple games, if you get destroyed in the opening round of, you know, the tip-off, let's say. If you get destroyed, you lose by 30 points. Um, how do you how do you respond to that? How do you how do you manage that? And what do you what do you do? What do you do in that situation? Yeah, it's pretty important. We we talked about the players having that kind of composure. It matters a lot for the coach too, because you got to be the guy that your players have to rally around uh, if if the going gets tough. Now you mentioned Josiah, you want your head coach to have league knowledge. I agree, which is why I would ask every head coach candidate, this would be like my my first question. I'd ask them, what are your thoughts on authentic Africans scoring 84 points against the 76ers? Now, oh, I know where this is coming from. <laughs> now, if if that person says anything about the 76ers needed to bait more. They needed to shade. They needed to play help defense. Uh, Will's hanging up if, the phone. <laughs> if they were a player and they, would, they wouldn't watch their teammate give up that many, they wouldn't watch someone on the other team score that many points, I'm putting their resume in the shredder right in their face on Skype. Interview's <laughs> done. It's over with. I'm so tired. It, people have been saying, oh, Feast, Feast can't play defense. Stop. You're you're exposing yourself as someone who did not watch the league, who is unaware of the context surrounding why authentic Africans scored 84 points. You're just completely clueless about the league. And I tweeted about this earlier this week that league knowledge is now essential to having whoever is part of your front office, part of your personnel. League knowledge is essential. It's it's fine to have, it's good, obviously, to have 2K knowledge, and it's fine to have Pro-Am knowledge, but I need people with league knowledge. I need people who were able to identify the mistakes that teams, that coaches made in season one, and are able to apply that to their philosophy for season two. So if you have absolutely no clue why Authentic African scored 84 points, and you think the solution is that 
the 76ers should have quote-unquote baited more than we're done here. We're absolutely done. I, I can't have someone like that coaching my players. So, Yeah, I, I could not agree more about league knowledge being essential. Um, I'm an absolute you know, league junkie. If you send me anything league-related, I will watch it, I will read it, um, I will think about it, and I want whoever's going to be in charge to be doing the exact same thing. Um, I, I think you explained, you know, why why it's important. Um, note to potential coaches for way down the line when Will is a is a GM, <laughs> um, just say just say that, you know, Feast did an amazing job. You would have traded for him in a heartbeat, and bam, you'll get the job. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, oh, league knowledge is so so important, um, and also to go back to the theme of no, you know what? I'm not even gonna say it because I wasn't targeted at anyone. Um, but it's important to know. Right, let's let's take a random a random example. It's good to know who the championship winning point guard um, of Knicks gaming was. <laughs> this is a good and advisable thing if you want to be in the league as a player or as a coach or as frankly a videographer for you know any team um generally knowing who the championship winning point guard of Knicks gaming is i i will support um your learning um on that front because yeah, you know, maybe that should be my first question. Maybe I'll just start that off. Maybe that would be my first question. What to any potential potential applicant? What intel? Who, was, who do you have? Who, who played point guard? Who played point guard? <laughs> yeah, did you do any intel? Who played point guard for next gaming? Did you do you have maybe any intel on him? <laughs> um, yeah. Also, also here's here's a good one. Uh, t- to take another random example, to just to make sure people are sort of following, um, you know, various league related things. I would say, you know, if Kuda played, I don't know. I am Adam the first to take a random example. Who would win? Um, and if someone gives me a brilliant three minute um, explanation filled with tactical. Um, tactical subtleties and you know analyses of the various metas of the point card position i will laugh at them and i will tell them good luck and hang up immediately yep there's my mini rant yeah again not not influenced by anything that may have happened in the pro-am slash twitter sphere um in recent recent i actually came up with this question and my own answer before uh what you're referring to happened by the way and then what you're referring to did happen and uh inspired uh my uh my tweet earlier this week so there you go uh, it was uh, entertaining it was an entertaining process it was, um it was a very entertaining process interesting very interesting it's good to it's good to have interesting content. Eye opening, I, I would say. Definitely eye opening content. Um, Very revealing. And you know where you can get eye opening and entertaining content 
Where's that, Josiah? Dimer2k.com. The oh, I've heard of that. best site for NBA 2K League news and knowledge. Um, find out who the point guard of Knicks Gaming is. Um, you know, find out if authentic Africans' performance against Feast was an anomaly or you know the usual or how Feast reacted to it. Um, and I, I also hear Dimer has been hosting a lot of league content on their Twitch channel. That's very true. It has been. You should check that out. Twitch.tv slash Dimer2k. Yeah. I'm trying to find your tweet uh, from a couple days ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening right now, uh, drop a comment and uh, tell us why Authentic African scored 84 points. And uh, if I like your answer, then I'll consider you when I'm a GM in a few years for uh, my head coaching position. So it's a pretty good offer. Yeah. If, maybe, maybe I should do that. If you have no idea and you fail miserably, then you're off the list. Sorry. It's all right. You can uh, you can still do some mock drafts for the community, though. <laughs> all right. That's uh, those were all of our questions. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I guess we're done here. Um, Josiah, we've already teased it a little bit, but. Tell the people, where can they find you and all of your wonderful content? You can find me, Gasp, on Twitter. Um, trying not to troll, though admittedly sometimes. Um, at Josiah Cohen 13. Um, you can find me on Dimer2k.com or at tsn.ca. And you can find me on Twitter at Will Beverina, B-E-V-E-R-I-N-A. Uh, you can find some of my stuff on dimer2k.com. Um, not as much recently, but uh, if you want to read, uh, if you're trying to gain some league knowledge and this conversation we've just had has opened your eyes, you can check out our Seasons in Review, where we go pretty in-depth into what happened with every single team in the league in Season 1 and uh, get some of that precious, precious intel that you seek. Uh, and I helped write some of those. So it was fun. No, not only help, you did write. Yeah. I, I, I in fact did write some of those. Uh, yeah. Pretty crazy. Um, it was fun. Um, so yeah, check those out. Uh, and just follow us at dimer two K, uh, where you will see every article that goes on the site posted on there. Um, and check out our Twitch, which we've just set up. It was actually Josiah's idea to set up the Twitch. So, pretty good one, I think. Also clever to say that on this podcast, where fewer people will hear it than had you uh, tweeted it out. So, good that's, good, smart thinking. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Marketing no. mastermind. Brilliant. <laughs> GM GM potential right there. <laughs> I uh, Yeah, I think we're done here. So, um, thanks for listening, everybody. If you stuck it out with us for the entire... We're at 40 minutes right now. Um, if you stuck it out with us for the entire podcast, we really appreciate it. Um, give us some feedback. Let us know what we can do better. Uh, we're... I don't know. I don't know what the plan is with, with the podcast for the rest of the off season, but hoping to... 
we should probably do this at least semi-regularly, shouldn't we? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. So combine, combine soon. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back. So um, whenever we are back, we will see you then. Thanks, everyone.